Good day, gentlemen. James Marshall here. In today's video, I'm going to be continuing my series leading on from the previous video where we looked at the focus group of ladies of TikTok and some of the complaints and issues that they are bringing up when it comes to their sexual relationships. So today, I'm going to cover four of the primary concerns, complaints, problems that have been cropping up that women are talking about. And these are things that have come up with many of my clients. So definitely both sides understand that these are issues. And I want to try and give you some rapid fire solutions and ways of thinking about this to start solving these problems. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. I am your host, James Marshall, and together with my world-class coaching team, we'll be discussing topics on natural style seduction, masculine, feminine, dynamic, lifestyle design, sexuality, personal change, and so much more. Stay tuned for today's episode. The four problem areas that I'll be covering in today's video are number one, men not lasting long enough in bed for their own pleasure and certainly not to please women. Number two is the experience women have of feeling rushed, of penetration happening too quickly, and often the event being over before they've had a chance to even really get started. Problem three is consent and aftercare. So this is the verbal and nonverbal cues that partners give themselves to make sure that there are green lights and the problems that arise when that is misunderstood, miscalibrated, miscommunicated, or not done at all. And let's say on the tail end is aftercare. How do you resolve and complete a sexual experience so that both partners feel cozy and warm and uh, respected afterwards? And problem number four is issues to do with communication. So a lot of men complain that women expect them to read their minds, and women complain that men don't communicate with them and it's difficult for them to get through the man's ego to be able to explain what they want. So we're looking at some of these communication issues and how does it resolve. So problem number one, which is men not lasting long enough during sex. The statistics say that average sex, including kissing, undressing, everything else, and you know, having a smoke afterwards, lasts somewhere between seven to 15 minutes on average. And the amount of actual penetration time that most men are able to do is somewhere between three to five minutes, maybe five to seven minutes, depending on the on the study, which is not a lot of minutes. There's a lot more minutes in an hour and a day. And for most partners, especially women, this is not nearly enough. The realities of female sexual arousal, of course, there's a broad spectrum. You know, some women are like light switches, but most of them are more like an iron or an oven, uh, a sexy iron or a sexy oven that takes time to warm up. Most women report somewhere between 20 to 40 minutes prior to penetration that they need in order to feel relaxed and feel aroused. And then how much actual penetrative sex that they would like would be at least 10 minutes, if not more. Ideally, men should be aiming to be able to last 10, 20 minutes and beyond. So we'll look at some ways that we can resolve this issue. Now, there is a problem if the man doesn't think that this is a problem, right? If he is a proud three-minute or, you know, 60-pump man or thinks that this is efficient or has the view that sex is really about getting your rocks off, right, in which case moving rapidly towards the goal orgasm, then this is a problem in, in your mindset. There is so much more pleasure and connection and intimacy that we can get out of the sexual experience than kind of using someone as a masturbation aid or just using them as stress relief, or just trying to nut and get to the end. And so if you are in that kind of mindset and position, I would be asking you to to reassess that. Because the long-term effects of that on you and on your partners are not going to be great. 
on you, it's going to mean that you're missing out on so much of the potential pleasure, connection and intimacy that you can get in your sexual relationships. You're only going to experience this furtive, short, sweaty banging of genitals together and that's where your sex life will begin and end, right? So for the man, he's not getting nearly as much of his full potential expressed. Also means he doesn't get to develop his masculine fire, his dominance, his control, um, his leadership abilities in the bedroom because it's all over before he's, anyone's really even started. And for the female partners of these men, it's going to be essentially frustrating and disappointing, right? And so, you know, within a, within a relationship, you may have some kind of investment and in equity where a woman may put up with this kind of thing. Certainly, it can be common where a couple starts off a bit clunky and things are rushed or the guy comes too quickly in the initial, you know, interactions that they have sexually. And then over time, as the man relaxes, as they communicate and get to know each other, that can extend, right? So, it's not that you should feel terrible about yourself or feel that this is something that can't be fixed or that if you have one lousy experience with a woman that she will necessarily always leave, although she is likely to, right? Because, you know, the, in the sexual market, people are going out there and testing each other in various ways, right? We're going on dates, we're making out, getting hot and heavy, people get into bed often fairly quickly within, you know, a couple of dates, let's say, or ideally. And, uh, if the, the sexual experience for the women, woman is short, disrespectful, definitely, without communication, awkward, and she perceives, even if it's not the actual truth, but the experience she has is that the man doesn't care or know about her pleasure, then what is the incentive for her to stick around? Likely that she won't. So, you know, one of the, the best ways to have retention of high quality, attractive women in your life, if not the best way, you know, mixed with a couple of other ones, is your ability to please sexually, is ability to rock her world, to give her orgasms, multiple ones, squirting ones, to be able to lead, to dominate, to explore fantasies. Like there is so much spectrum of what you can explore sexually. And women become addicted to these types of men on a, on a hormonal level, on an emotional level, on a physical pleasure level, anchoring in with her orgasms to your face and your body and your movements. Right. So, you know, a very easy way to keep a, a wonderful woman in your life is to make sure that she's satisfied in bed. So if you're willing to accept that this is something that is worthwhile improving upon, then here's a few tips that may well help you in extending your stamina and your pleasure time in the bedroom. Firstly, you need to look at what are you doing in your solo time. All right, so no shame and no surprise that the vast majority of most people's sexual experience, if they're not in a couple, but certainly men's, is masturbation, jerking off, hanging out with yourself and pleasuring yourself in various ways. Now, I've got no moral judgment upon this and I'm not suggesting that we'll send you blind or you need to stop jerking off. However, you should look at this time with yourself as training, as cultivation time for actual sex if you're planning on or hoping to or maneuvering towards trying to get women into bed. So you want to look at some of the habits that you have when it go, comes to porn and masturbation. The first one is to try to remove pornography from your sexual diet. This, I know it can be very difficult. It's highly addictive. You know, it ties in with dopamine hits. It's an easy way to stress relief. You know, it's very stimulating and interesting, obviously, to the male brain. But it screws up your hormonal responses. It anchors your attraction to often this like scene of a screen of various types 
rapid images, lots of different women, very extreme sex acts and so on. Like this is no secret that overuse of pornography is an addictive behavior and has detrimental effects. So it is really important to start to remove it. You can do that in graded ways. You can start by just going down, going from compilations to just one scene, from one scene to images, from images to possibly, you know, the erotic audio from the sex scene or watching, you know, more of an erotic film scene as opposed to hardcore pornography. Those things are all cool. Moving down into just using your imagination and then ideally just using the stimulation of sensation, right? So stroking yourself and just being with the physical pleasure of your body. Now, when you start doing that kind of thing, it's, you know, when you try to replace junk food that's packed full of salt, sugar, fat with, you know, celery and hummus, um, <laughs> it's something that's much healthier. Yeah, that can be a disconnect where it's like, ah, it doesn't have the same, it doesn't have that nasty same bite, it doesn't have all of those stimulants embedded in it, but you know that it's better for you or paleo diet or basically meat and vegetables and good stuff that's not highly processed. So you can expect that, you know, if you shift these habits, that yeah, you may not be able to get hard as long or you may lose your erection. It's okay. It's a, it's a process of retraining. Other quick things to keep in mind when it comes to your solo time is the strength of your grip. If you're squeezing way too hard, it doesn't really replicate a female body. And so when you get together with one, her soft, squishy curves are not the same as a you know man's strong hand. And so you can desensitize your own cock by jerking off too hard. And then finally, are you training for a sprint or are you training for a marathon? So if you are jerking off quickly to relieve stress and orgasm, then you're training yourself that that's what sex is. Probably, more or less, men are kind of hardwired, let's say, for rapid, uh, rapid ejaculation because, you know, throughout history as mammals, copulation was something to be done quickly to fertilize a woman and then to get back to fighting and flighting and hunting and gathering and all the other stuff. But we are not. It's not, we're not programmed robots that can't, can't change this. We can update and we can update the software and we can learn to extend our pleasure. So if you are spending 60 seconds, two minutes, three minutes or whatever jerking off, then how would you expect to last longer in bed? So what's the answer to that? Seduce yourself, make love to yourself for extended periods of time, right? So see if you can build a self-cultivation session over 10, 20 minutes and then start to work on ideas of riding the cusp, right? So, you know, your arousal scale goes from a zero to a 10, which is where you come. Somewhere around the nine, 8.5 or whatever is where you've got the point of close to no return. And so you need to work how to modulate yourself around that arouse stage, but not so far that you've lost control. And this requires developing much uh, deeper and intimate understanding of your own body, right? So how the breath works, how the muscular tension, particularly in your abdominal muscles around your hips, work when you're building up to orgasm. How much tension, unnecessary tension, are you holding in your body throughout any sexual, solo or coupled situation? Are you holding stress in shoulders? Are you clenching your jaw? Are you squeezing your, your arms and your biceps unnecessarily? Learning to actually drop tension, really to actually properly relax, is the precursor for both being able to last longer and also being able to be much more sensitive present in the moment so you can have a much more dynamic and sensual flow with your partners. 
If you're enjoying today's episode and you'd like to find out more about the services and information that the Natural Lifestyles provide, then check out our show notes where you'll see links to all of our other resources, including our YouTube channel, TikTok, and most importantly, our workshop schedule. TNL team is constantly on the road, traveling the planet and teaching the world's most high-end, bespoke and personalized coaching workshops for men, teaching you how to date women in everyday situations without the use of cheesy lines or those goddamn apps. Check it out. And now back to the episode. Now, it's not just about what you're doing behind closed doors by yourself. Obviously, when we add the other unknown element of a new partner or partner that you have into the bedroom, this can add other types of stress, right? So we can have this performance anxiety, this mental and physical stress of worrying, like, am I going to be able to get it up, keep it up, last long enough, you know, give her orgasms, please her, and I start thinking too many steps ahead. And so then that can lead me to be in a a, a tense state so that, you know, by the time I've got her bra off or got getting between her legs, sometimes it can be already too late, right? There's just this like agitated tension that's building in the body. And so, you know, when you've made first contact or after the first couple of minutes, uh, you lose control. So, Absolutely. Your pre-training, what you're doing by yourself is going to make this much, much better. But there are definitely kind of emergency techniques or simple techniques that you can start to apply when you are having sex as well to slow yourself down. The first one is being able to control both of your bodies, right? So what can happen commonly is certain positions can overstimulate, right? So, you know, doggy position where the girl's hips are tilted right up, looks great. And it's a sexy thing, but then we can have our cock rubbing at the on the pubic bone, the base, which can be too stimulating. Or, you know, depending on the shape and size of both of you, there will just be certain angles and positions where it's really, you know, too overstimulating. Add to this, if the woman's body is moving, uh, let's say, out of synchronization with yours, or you haven't been able to get a proper rhythm or control yet, so let's say, you know, you're behind her and she starts bucking back and twerking, wiggling around then, you know, in some instant, suddenly she can hit some spot on you, which is just like, whoa, okay, that's too much and it's done. So being able to control her body, not micromanage it, but be able to control it as needed is really important. What does that mean? Things like holding it by the hips and say, don't move yet. I want to take it slow. Don't worry, I'm going to fuck you hard soon. All right, because sometimes a girl can be like, I need to get what I can out of the guy or, you know, she's super aroused quickly or she's enthusiastic or whatever it is. But in this way, I use my verbal commands, I use physical holds, right? And I use pausing and breathing to be able to lower those peak arousal states so that I can hover, you know, hover around my relaxed arousal state. So pausing and, and breathing is really important. And it's something that can, I mean, absolutely can be and will be extremely sexy and intimate if done well, right? So there's, you know, there's one version where it's where I just go, stop, don't move. And we just, you know, pause and hold my breath. And she's like, okay, what am I waiting for? All right. So, you know, that's, that's sort of in the right direction, but it breaks the, the entire flow. You know, it kind of just stops the sexual act, even if you're still, inso- you're still inside her. But there's, there's nothing going on and it kind of breaks the connection. As opposed to simply, again, maybe if I need to hold her by the hips or, you know, lift her legs up in such a way where she's stable. And I say, slow down breathe with me. All right, this, this simple, simple command. And I take a deep breath in. And if she, you know, she doesn't match it immediately, say again, breathe with me, breathe in. Now, if she 
doesn't, you know, I, I, it doesn't matter too much if she's exactly in lockstep with me with my breath. But the basic idea is here that we're getting into this intimate frequency-based moment as opposed to this friction-based moment. And by using types of breathing, which, you know, is outside the scope of this video to give detailed instructions. But the idea being that if I expand my belly on my breath and also learn to drop the pelvic floor. So you've probably heard about PC pumps where you might breathe in and squeeze the PC muscle, the muscle you would, you would use to stop urinating if you're urinating. Right. So this is like one half of the technique that is really good for building sexual stamina and strength in your cock and much more awareness and understanding of, you know, your internal anatomy, keeping in mind that a third of your cock is inside your body, right? So it's not, you know, it doesn't just start on the outside. It's, it's an internal organ as well. But if we just do that squeeze, that can also like build us to tension and it can lead us to no return. There is the re reverse of that, which is to relax and push out and push down, right? So it's like, like almost as if you're avoiding your bowels, but yeah, you want to try and find not that bit and forward a bit between your anus and your balls, as the Australians call it, the gooch, which is such an Australian disgusting way to describe things. That's what we are. We're animals, fucking barbarian convicts. But in this area, if I breathe in and push down, and you can think of it like, like almost like there's a balloon inside your belly that expands in all directions. The belly expands, the lateral obliques expand, and then that kind of hammock of tissue and you know, pieces of your body that are between, between your legs drop as you breathe in, right? This will create this relaxation. It also helps to, to down-regulate, to you know, really drop the center, to relax, and gets you very, very present and aware of your sexual center. All right, so these, these simple moments of hold the hips, slow down, breathe with me. And then adjusting your breathing to be this, this type of expand, compress, spherical breathing is absolutely going to help in this. Ideally, you will gain more control from these types of pauses, breathing, being much more aware, and then you can adjust your stroke. Some variations on the way that you can move your hips and your spine when you are having sex instead of banging and pumping like kind of a hinge, right, where the man's using his back butt legs to, to pump, right? Learning to undulate and roll the hips both forward and backwards, locking in with the woman's hips as well, means you can start getting these very different types of strokes, undulations, rotations, which are far more stimulating for the woman internally because we start to use our cock like a paintbrush internally as opposed to a probe or something that's just stabbing in and out. And again, doesn't have a lot of friction, right? It's more around suction and compression. And so, very less likely that you're going to get super overstimulated and lose it in under three minutes. So, there's a few simple takeaways for how to start working on increasing your stamina. Once again, I hope that you understand why this is important, why it's of value, not just to women, right? It's not just about her pleasure, but extending both of your pleasures so that you can really step into more of your masculine power and dominance, which then, you know, creates much more close connection, intimacy, and devotion from the women that you're with. Thank you for listening to the Natural Lifestyles podcast. If you enjoyed our content and you'd like some more, then you can check out our YouTube channel, which is just The Natural Lifestyles. And if you want to find out about our live coaching and online coaching services, including our incredible live dating workshops, sexuality workshops, then you should check out our website, thenaturallifestyles.com. Thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.